This is Miller's Edge on Tide on a new three-year contract. Ellis has been on a two-way deal, and now he will be on a regular NBA contract. He was an undrafted player out of Alabama. This is The Miller's Edge with Christian Miller, two-time national champion and team captain for the Alabama Crimson Tide and former Carolina Panther and his father, Corey Miller, the pastor of pain, a nine-year NFL veteran with the New York Giants and University of South Carolina Hall of Famer. This is The Miller's Edge. WTBC, Corey Miller, pastor of pain here with you, Christian Miller, down in the studio right there off Skylar Boulevard, and he's hanging out there along with Wyatt today, is running the sounds, he's producing, glad to have Wyatt with us on the show, on the program today, so we got a lot to get into on the next couple of hours, a lot of things happening in the wide world of sports, because we're going to talk Super Bowl, we're a couple of days away from the big matchup, I know they used to call the Rose Bowl the granddaddy of them all. But really, the Super Bowl is the granddaddy of them all. It should be a fun, entertaining ball game. When you look at Patrick Mahomes, we talked about it yesterday. Some saying the new GOAT at the quarterback position going up against Mr. Irrelevant of the San Francisco 49ers. A team, though, that is loaded. Got a lot of talent around them. CMC in the backfield, Debo Samuel, Ayuk. All those guys on defense, they're loaded, talented at the linebacker position, talented up front with Bolza and the gang, talented in the secondary. So who's going to show up and show out? We'll get some predictions here on a Friday. Get your thoughts on that. And maybe we'll give uh, some giveaways if you can uh, predict the Super Bowl just right. Number for the program, it never changes, 205-342-9904. So free for all Friday, we like to just take calls We'll hear a lot of calls from you today. I know we talk a lot during the week, but we'll give you an opportunity to hear from you today. So 205-342-9904 is the number. Don't forget the free download, Tide 100.9, a free download for your smartphone, your Apple, Android, your tablet, you know, your laptop. It's free. You can put your thoughts, comments, your questions right there as well. And today, Wyatt will read those for you if you send those in, and uh, we'll love to hear from you guys. It's Friday. Uh, it's a pretty day here in the Carolinas, 68, 70 degrees. Uh, I got the doors open and uh, feels good. Looking forward to a great weekend. I mean, we got basketball. Alabama looking to bounce back after the loss to Auburn on the road. 
So we'll get into some of that as well for you. The softball team started their season yesterday. They got a big win. I think they played a doubleheader today. I believe I'm right in saying that. Uh, so they're off to a good start. So, hey, it's sports in the air. We can talk about Tiger Woods next week in the Genesis. I love to talk PJ. I love to talk golf. Looking forward to seeing him back competing again. So we got that to get into on uh, get into on the show today as well. And, of course, uh, awards was last night. So I got some thoughts on, I uh, kind of threw this out the other day with one of our former players, winning defensive rookie of the year. Uh, I'm not sold on that one. I'll tell you why in just a little bit. But we can get some of that if you're in the mood. And one more little appetizer for you. B.O.B., former office coordinator at Alabama, goes to the Ohio State. Ryan Day giving up play calling duties. But now B.O.B. is getting ready to sign to become the head coach of the Boston College Eagles. So... We can talk about that, what that means as far as NIL, coaches leaving. I talked some, about some of this the other day. Nick Saban probably led to him retiring early. Uh, but guys like B.O.B., who used to be a head coach at Penn State and been in the NFL with the New England Patriots, done his thing, you know, so now he's back and as a head coach. So we can talk about that as well. That being said, there's a table. It's set for you. Let's go down to Tuscaloosa. Let's talk to the boys, Wyatt and Christian Biller. Guys, happy Friday. Hope you're doing well. Doing well. And uh, just just real quick, so remember, was it earlier this week or last week when I made the comment, I was like, did they award like the uh, Rookie of the Year and all that stuff? You made it seem like, oh, you know, bro, mute, mute your mic. I can hear you eating. <laughs> um, Thank you, my, mute, my mic. I want to do a bike. No. Um, uh, sorry, I lost my train of thought. I told you, I was like, I, I, I didn't think they came out with the official awards yet. And... Um, this is that's what I meant. I I, I think it was just a, a different thing. But anyway, they did come out last night. And well, it, felt it, was different, it was a different award though. But no, they, no, no. It still got, was rookie. No, but I'm yeah. saying it was honored by something else. That's what I was telling you when you're like, "What? You come on? You don't pay attention to stuff." That's what I was telling you. This is the official awards, and so they did come out last night, and, and none other. Well, than, heck, I still was right. Okay, but you got on me making it seem like I was wrong. I actually was right. The official award hadn't come out yet. That's what I was saying. But anyway, that's fine. But Will Anderson, you're right. He did win it. And also his offensive teammate, uh, C.J. Stroud, won the Offensive Rookie of the Year. Uh, so really nice draft class by the Houston Texans. Shout out to D'Amico Ryan from Alabama linebacker, doing a really good job uh, getting those two guys uh, and, and then putting them in position to be successful their rookie year. So definitely nice to see Will Anderson get that award. I, I already know what's coming. You probably feel that it was supposed to be Brian Branch awarded that Defensive Rookie of the Year. I, I don't think that's... I don't think that's a, a, a harsh argument. I think that's fair. I kind of almost feel the same. I almost feel like Brian probably, I wouldn't say, I mean, it's just, I guess it's subjective right now. But, you know, uh, Branch had 50 solo tackles, one forced fumble, three interceptions. I mean, helped lead this Lions defense, uh, you know, 13 pass deflections. You know, he helped lead that Lions defense in that team uh, to a postseason run that they haven't seen in quite some time. I mean, they, they were just, a few plays away from heading to the Super Bowl. So, you know, I, I think I could have saw Brian Branch winning that award. But, you know, they gave it to Will Anderson. Regardless, it's a win-win for us Alabama fans, right? You know, we still got one of our guys winning the award. <clears throat> and, and Will Anderson definitely did some really good things. He ended up finishing with seven sacks, I think, his rookie year, um, which is a great number. 
um, and was and, and was very effective in, in helping his team have a turnaround as well. But I, I probably would say if, if I had a vote, I probably would have gave Brian Branch my vote. That's just me, though. And I'm sure you're probably going to say the same thing because it sounds like you're on that track. One hundred percent. I told you I'll do you one better since you want you want to do the I told you souls today. <laughs> well, I told you before the season started that I picked Brian Branch and I picked Jameer Gibbs, right? We, we threw it out there who would be the player of the year. But those are my two votes. Uh, and I'm still saying both of them was great, great choices. I mean, Jameer Gibbs really had not been for, you know, <laughs> a tremendous year uh, out of Houston. I mean, listen, yeah, there's no denying, you know, what this man did. So, but Jameer Gibbs was great. And but Brian Grant, uh, Branch was the glue. He was the glue to that defense. I mean, they played a lot of nickel because of him because he was such a great run stopper. He can get in there and get run fits. He can he can cover the tight ends. You know, he can get your best tight end or your slot receiver. He can cover them down, right? And he was a smart player, and that's kudos to Nick Saban for teaching him how to play football. But I thought he got hosed. And this goes to show you, I mean, he was a, what, second-round pick. It wasn't like he was a very low draft pick. But I think in this instance, when you're the number three pick and when you're pick number 70 or whatever he was, 65, whatever, that sometimes people go, okay, let's do it, give it to this guy. Because had they watched games, I mean, I watched Houston games where Will Anderson kind of disappeared some, right? I mean, he had a good year. He had a really good year as a rookie. But I watched games that Houston, he disappeared. But when I, and I watched a lot of Detroit Lions football. Brian Branch was, and they talked about Brian Branch all the time. The commentators, the, 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 the you know, guys that was analyzing the game, they talked about him all the time and his importance to the defense of the Detroit Lions. So that's one of the things I look at. I mean, again, I normally don't get into these awards, but again, as you said, Alabama won either way. You know, both these guys played on that defense, which makes you go, wow, those were two great defensive football players uh, on that team a year ago, and God, makes you go, why do they have so many daggum mess-ups? But, listen, I mean, Jordan Battle had a good year with Cincinnati. Yep. I mean, <laughs> daggum, let's not talk about the other linebacker, too, from Alabama, Drawing a blank and play with you, Christian Harris, I believe. He had oh, a phenomenal yeah. year with Houston. I mean, not a rookie, but I'm just saying a lot of great football players coming uh, from the program out of Alabama. you got to give your nod to what they've done over the years, producing great talent. And, again, kudos to Will Anderson Jr. not taking away from uh, his accomplishment. I'm very happy for him. I'm just saying, and uh, just in the, the, the love of, you know, just controversy, you got to put Brian Branch right there. I mean, you read his numbers. Yeah. You read his numbers, bro. I mean, it's, it's, what's, what's not to love? So, but anyway. But, I mean, if, I don't, if we're being honest, I mean, it's kind of expected, right? I mean, not saying there's politics involved, but when you got two guys that had great years, typically they're going to kind of give the nod to, you know, the, the higher draft. But kind of like you were saying, Right. And, and I, I think they both are very deserving of it. But if I had to pick one, personally, I probably would have gone with Branch. Um, but nonetheless, like I said, it's a win-win for Alabama fans regardless. So then, um, like you, you mentioned, you thought Lamar Jackson would get his second MVP. He did that. 
Uh, he was awarded uh, his second NFL MVP, uh, which is good for him. I, I wish he could have been playing Sunday in the Super Bowl. I think I think that would have been awesome for him and you know his career. But you know we'll, we'll see if he's able to you know do it again next year. But yeah, no, I mean uh, th- those awards. I mean I, I don't. They're great, but it's kind of like even like in college. Like sometimes you see that sometimes there's some politics involved. But I don't, I don't really think that was the case here. I, I think you know again two really good football players that helped. Um, help their teams really, you know, play to a higher level, right? And that's what we saw out of both Will Anderson and Brian Branch. But, no, it does make you look back and say, dang, well, we had an, a lot of really good talent again. You know, Jordan Battle, you mentioned, really good really good year. Um, but, yeah, that's just that Alabama standard. So they continue to do their thing in the NFL. So no surprises there. Well, that being said, when we look at – and we've been talking about this, and I'd love to get more about this, you know, Alabama new defense with Coach Womack – uh, coming in the four two five, and we talk about all this production that we've seen from guys that play defense at Alabama. You know, the question I have is, will this type of production continue on? I mean, because right now we talked to Stephen M. Smith about this yesterday. You know, based on what they got coming back, you know, <laughs> there's nobody on this defense, in my opinion, right now that I'm jumping up and down about. Um, no, you don't have a single name you can think I, of. I mean, I mean, if, if there's one guy, there's two guys. I might would say, if I was sitting back and analyzing this defense and saying, I, "Who is the guy to lead Alabama's defense in the 2024?" It's going to be Malachi Moore. Is it going to be Deontay Lawson? One of the two, just because of the experience. Now, am I just over the top? Just, 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 you know, smiling from ear to ear and just excited about what they did last year. No, I think Deontay Lawson had a bad year when I looked at no, the film. When what, I, no, I, you, I, you I, didn't watch me. the whole tape. There's I no did, way you watch the whole tape and say that. I, for his standard, no way. How many? How many? You watched every game. There's no. There's no I way. Didn't watch every game. There's well, yes, no I did. way. I watched every game in Alabama. I did not. But my point is. To what's expected of Deontay Lawson, I felt like he needed to play better. I thought he was out of position a lot on pass coverage and in run fits. Uh, of course, he was banged up too, had some injuries. But my expectation of Deontay Lawson is more than what we saw from him last year. Now, will he be better in this 4-2-5? Will he be able to fly around, be that, that heat-sinking missile where he just freaking run and, and knock people out? I don't know. But that's kind of what I expect from him. And I can just tell you, I didn't see that. Um, Malachi Moore is that, that you know, he's that swish army knife. He's that guy that can do a little bit of everything. But, you know, did he have the type of year that I saw a couple of years ago, the, the playmaking, the big plays? No. <clears throat> I mean, we've been honest. Do they have the capabilities? Do they have the talent to be what I'm talking about? Yes. But right now, I'm saying there's nobody on this 2024 roster at this point in time that I'm going to be just enthralled with and just going to be like, listen, this guy can straight up do it. I love for you to tell me, and I love for the people, 205-342-9904 to tell me because I don't see it right now. Now, it's always going to be somebody. You alluded to this the other day, and you're right. Might be a freshman, might be a transfer portal guy. Maybe it's Overton, the transfer from Texas A&M. 
Maybe he steps up and, and the defensive line, the weakness there that we've been talking about, maybe he's that guy. But I'd love to hear from you. Is there somebody on this defense that you feel like, hey, I feel confident that's going to be that dude? Going to be that guy. All right, we got to hit a break, 117, 12-17, your time. Why? Right, let's go to break here. When we come back, I'd love to hear from you. The phone lines are open, 205-342-9904. Don't forget, free download, Tide 100.9. Hello, YouTube. If you're there, Christian got you going. Maybe don't have you up yet, but hello to you if you're there. Um, love to hear your thoughts and comments on that because, again, I'm not overly concerned with the offense. I think the offense is going to be just fine, but the defense is where I have a problem. And uh, Greg Michael on Kublik asked his question on X. I just saw it when I came in this afternoon. I'm like, whoa, that's a good question. I'm going to steal it, and, and I'm going to pose it too. And I'm just going to change the verbiage. Do you consider this 2024 team a Tier 1 team, a top echelon team now of college football? Is that Bama standard there? Your best bet for big wins is just minutes away at Birmingham Racecourse Casino, where you can be a winner, too. Off I-459, exit 31, Derby Parkway. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Mostly cloudy, a chance of showers late this afternoon and tonight. The high today, 68, the low tonight, 58. For the weekend, the weather turning wet, cloudy tomorrow and Sunday with occasional rain both days, maybe a thunderstorm in spots. Highs between 67 and 70. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 63 degrees in Tuscaloosa. This is Miller's Edge on Tide 100.9. You probably think that you are better now. Friday, free for all, free for all of you here. Love to hear from us. See the YouTube extras going off. Question again, if you didn't hear it before I went to break, is Alabama still considered a tier one team, upper S team? Is it a team that you're going to see when all these preseason rankings come out, which I don't really get caught up in, but will the pundits, will the national folks you know, say, hey, Alabama is still there with Kalen DeBoer with all the changes, with all the transfers, guys leaving and transferring. Will this team, will they be a team that's still held to that exact Bama, Bama standard? That's my question uh, for today uh, as far as football is concerned. Excuse me, will people still be able to look at this team and go, oh, yeah, they're top <coughs> four, top six football team. What say you, Christian Miller? You're asking me, do I think... You're asking my answer to that question? Yeah, I want for you know, yeah, we are, is, is Alabama still considered a tier one football? I saw Greg Kublik and McElroy tweet that out, and I'm like, well, that's a very interesting question. I mean, why wouldn't they be? I, I, I mean, like, I understand... They wouldn't be because it's what I said. They they lost a ton of players in the transfer portal. They so lost did guys in the draft. They lost starters. They lost four guys on defense. They lost all. Matter of fact, I, I heard something about the production. When you look at the total production coming back, Alabama is one of the worst in the country. When you look at the defense side of the ball, 
the production that's coming back, they're near the daggone worst in the country. That's what I'm saying. I'm concerned about the defense. I'm concerned that, hey, I don't know you got a defensive coordinator that's coming in here from South Alabama. Yeah, I know he was at Indiana with, with Kalen DeBoer, but we really don't know. Nobody sitting here was touting him as some up-and-coming dude. You never heard the dude name, right? I mean, right. people jumped on this bandwagon because, oh, yeah, Kalen DeBoer, he's with him at Indiana, and blah, blah, blah. <clears throat> and they're going to tell you, you know, and put my mic down, I'm sorry. They're going to tell you how great he is, but to be honest, they ain't proven anything yet defensively. So... Well, I don't even think Why it's just that. Why wouldn't they be a tier one? There you go. I just gave it to you. That, well, I mean, that's a big uh, reason. Yeah, well, that's just one coach. I think it's more so, in my opinion, like, you know, he, he look, it's not just him, you know, coming from where he came from. My, my thing is it's more so they also had to hire guys. Basically, this defensive staff has assembled us from, like, basically all over, right? And so I'm just curious to see how everybody fits in within each other, right? There's, there's a lot more continuity on the offensive side of the coaching staff in the defensive side, right? So it's going to be, especially when you talk about guys that are, you got a couple of different head coaches, right? That that leads me to kind of question, like, how will they work together, right? Could there be some issues in terms of, you know, input, right? I know you got a defensive coordinator, but then you also have two co-defensive coordinators. How is that going to mesh? I mean, these are guys that haven't really worked together. That's kind of where my thoughts um, and concerns come from, uh, more so of kind of like the level that they came from. Um, but... With that being said, I, I still don't think that's enough for me to look. And I get it. Now's the time of year where everybody starts throwing out these questions and stuff. It's good topics to talk talk about. I think it's just too soon to. to I mean, I, I think that's crazy to to demote Alabama from a tier one team off the rip. I know Coach Saban's gone. I know we lost a lot of talent, but the thing is, we lose talent every year, right? I mean, if, if we were going off of that, we could say every single year. Alabama might not be a tier one team because they lost X amount of guys, right? I mean, we always have the most guys drafted, right? I, mean, I know we did lose some key pieces. I'm just not I'm not ready to say, say that yet, right? I mean, because, again, you get you know, a solid coaching staff, head coach, Coach DeBoer. I mean, again, he's come from Washington. He just had his team in the national championship. It's, it's, not, it's not like we just fell off the, the map, right? In my opinion, I understand there's some, you know, questions that need answers just like last season there was a lot of questions that needed answers i remember us talking about several of those questions a lot of people a lot of fans were in doubt i remember uh, during training camp when we were doing our show early on in the season people were calling up to the usf game we're not going to be able to win anything we had multiple people saying we couldn't win an sec championship this team is on pace to lose three or four games we were the ones saying calm down pump the brakes you know, let it play out, let them kind of mesh, let them gel, let them figure themselves out. And that's what they did. I mean, and they were a couple plays away. They were overtime away from playing in the national championship. And I truly believe if they beat Michigan, they were going to win it all. They would have beat Washington. So with that being said, I think it's it's no different here. I think you got to remember, I mean, you still got some core pieces. I know you're not, you know, necessarily jumping uh, off the page. And when it looks like when you look at some of these defensive guys, you're saying, but to me, they might not necessarily have that elite uh, status to them, but they're still some really good football players. Like, I mean, I, I'm confident in a guy like Deontay Lawson. I, I know you might not have saw some of the things you've seen on a guy like, you know, Ruben or, you know, Rolando McClain at that position. However, he's a very solid piece at, at the inside linebacker spot, and he had some really good games. Now, he also did have some games where he didn't play his best ball, but I also think he was a little banged up. He didn't always look 100% healthy to me. I know he was dealing with a knee injury. 
I think going in the, into the season, I think he missed some time, whether it was last spring or whatever, dealing with some stuff. Um, but with that being said, I think his biggest thing is just playing a little more consistent with, with a little more consistency, um, you know, and just making sure. You know, I think when I watched him, the areas of weakness for him sometimes in coverage, I feel like he just kind of was lagging behind. I thought that was one was one thing he could improve on, uh, kind of just being a little bit more of a sure tackler when he when he's when, like. There's some games where he was shooting stuff and making big time plays, and that was. That was the, the good stuff, right? And there are sometimes it just looked like he was kind of lagging, even the run game sometimes. Again, so maybe it was uh, a health thing. I, I'm not sure. I mean, I know Jahad Campbell also was dealing with some injuries. He missed a game due to his knee. So I feel good about those guys. Malachi Moore, I mean, same thing. He had some really good football plays, some really good games last year. Um, I, I just still think, even though we got a lot of youth, we lost a lot of guys, got new coaches, I think it's – I think that's an overreaction to, to say they're not labeled as a tier one program. I mean, at least give me an idea. On what we'll get, if they're not tier one, then, and I'm not saying you said that, but what would be the next tier? Name some teams that you feel they would be like, uh, I guess, in that, that group with if they're not tier one. Like, what, what would that tier two group be? Like some other teams. Well, okay. like, like, would you say like Ole Miss? Right. You said Ole Miss, maybe? Tier one, I was going to be Georgia, Ohio State. State. It's going to be Georgia. It's probably going to be uh, Texas, going to be in that that conversation, right? Oregon. I'm going to call them tier one teams. I would put Alabama maybe in a tier two or three for me. Just based on, because, and I'm going to put them back. You said two or three? Yeah, I'm going to put them back with Ole Miss. Dude, I'm going to put them back with uh, Michigan. Penn State. Um, Wait, you said Michigan's tier two? Yes. You see all of them, I and they, they lost it pretty much to step now. They just, I just read that they are getting um, uh, Martin Wendell or whatever's there from the Giants. His Giants He's going to Michigan? Day. Yeah. Oh, dang. That's, yeah. a, that's, a, that's a big time hire. Yeah. So, see, like, like to me, like, if we're like, that, that would, to me, I would, I would call that an elite hire. Right, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. That, that we call we call Womack an elite hire. Why? And let's just be honest. We want him to be elite. We want him to be elite. But we don't know. I mean, I can't say this man is elite when he ain't really done anything. And I don't want to uh, last when he's at Indiana. I mean, he's at South Alabama. Then you hire a guy that was another head coach at Buffalo, Right. You're looking at an opportunity, but but did not do well at Buffalo, which he maybe just wasn't a head coach. But but we don't know enough about these guys. That's why I'm just saying we don't know enough. And when you look at all that they lost, you lost your two shutdown corners, corners that could travel. When I say travel, I mean corners that can take your best receiver and go wherever he goes. He motions, he goes with him. He, He shifts, he goes with him. They had that guy in Kool-Aid McKinstry. They had that guy in Terion Arnold, right? They don't have that guy no more. Those guys are gone. First, maybe both first or first and second. Both of them will be gone by the top two rounds, period, right? You don't have Dallas Turner knocking out the quarterback at LSU, the Heisman Trophy winner, and we win that game. That guy's gone. We don't have Chris Braswell. You know, a solid run stopper, great with his run fits, discipline.
comes up with big plays, Texas A&M, a scoop and score, things like We don't have them dudes. And then we got the, the, the interior linemen guys that we know the name. They played a lot. Tim Smith, all these guys, Jaheim Otis, good players. They are just good players. They are not the typical Alabama standard great players. These are the things that I'm talking about when I mentioned Campbell, Jihad Campbell and Deontay Lawson. They are good players, but we're not classifying even them as great players. So my point is you got to fill in a, a defense, and we know in the SEC you better be able to play defense, right? So at this point in time, at this juncture of the season, you got to say they're not a Tier 1 team. And even with the offense, and I know we're riding the, the Kalen DeBoer boat, right? We're on the train, so to speak. We've seen what he, he's done with Michael Penix Jr. We've seen what he's done offensively the last couple of years in the Pac-12. You know, I'm on record as saying I'm a wait-and-see guy. I ain't sold just yet because I know it's going to be harder, right? Every week is going to be challenges. So there's too many question marks for them, for anybody to say that Alabama, as much as we love them, is a tier one football team right now. I guess can Caleb, Caleb Boyd get them there? Maybe. Yeah, I mean, I know. I, no, I mean, as you further explain that, I, I get, I get where you're, where you're coming from. That make that makes sense. I, I guess I just, I don't know the metric of, you know, these tiers, but I, I can see where you're coming. If you're only labeling, you know, just two or three teams as tier one, um, that's fair to say they could be a tier two team. Um, but I'm, I mean, you're gonna put. I'm just saying, just based off of last. Year, you got Michigan. You got, you know, I'm not putting Washington there. They got too much that turnover. They're they're out. Mm-hmm. Texas, I like Steve Sarkeesian and what he's doing. You know, Kirby Smart is going to be. They got the quarterback. He just bought him a nice new Lambo. He's ready to go. Florida State had a lot of turnover. Guys left, but they hit the portal extremely hard. Wait, where do you, where do you list Florida State? Because you weren't very complimentary of them this past season. So what Florida tier would they be? Team. No, no, they are a good team, but I'll I'm asking you. I'm going to tier two. So you said, okay, so that, okay, that's fair. I, I, okay, that makes sense. So I'm going to tell you a team that I'm going to throw in tier one that you might not like. Oh, God. I'm going to put Missouri right there. Okay, see, now you lost me. You, it's like that caller the other day. He was saying some decent stuff, I'm and then he said Kirby and Georgia uh, were trash. <laughs> they won 11 games. They, they, Missouri is a really good football team, and I'm telling you right now. That's not tier one. Place, uh, Dude, come on, listen, man. I'm throwing if I'm and I'm gonna say this. Give me. I'm gonna tell you my top five going in right now. Okay, I'm gonna take Georgia number one. I'm going to take Texas at number two. I'm going to put Oregon at number three. Okay, I'm going to put Michigan. I'm sorry, Ohio State at number four. I'm going to put Ole Miss at number five. Huh? If I had to pick a top five right now. Those would be my top five teams. Dang! Why you can cue the music because this is getting this is getting interesting. We gotta hit the break, and I'm I'm curious to what people's thoughts are. If you had to do a way too early top five, because I think the, the tier thing is too confusing. We'll, we'll just so do it. the top. But I'm just saying, though I'm going. To, I'd say I normally I would say four based on the old metric with the college football playoffs. But I'm just saying, if I had to pick the top four right now, that'd be my tier one. Those would be my teams. Alabama is not in it. Now, the Alabama will be grouped in part of that second or third with the Florida State. Uh, you know, maybe with, I don't know. Who else is there? That's Missouri. what. Missouri. Uh, so, we'll see. 
They're not a tier one. That's all I'm telling you. You know that. They're not a tier one. Well, it, based off of kind of what we're going off of, I, 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 I could, I could not be picked to win the SEC. Oh no, I think people are going to probably go with Georgia. I think they're going to go Georgia, Texas. Oh, I keep forgetting that Texas is in the SEC yeah, now. Yeah, I know. Oh yeah, no, there's definitely going to be some picks for Texas. You got <laughs> Quinn Ewers returning. There's <laughs> going to be what picks. That's what I'm saying. We got to have a break. Quick time out. Love to hear from you. I don't know if we're. Um, why, you know, uh, they normally text me if there's calls and things like that. We got we got two calls lined up. You want to hit the li- okay. phone lines when yeah, we come just back? Text them to me so I'll know and I'll take some calls you. for sure. All right. I wait a quick time out. We will be right back. Here on a Friday. It's a Cheerio Friday, y'all. Heart healthy, whole grain. Holla <laughs> at you, boy. We'll be back in a moment. championship team covering a national championship team the best sports talk in the state tide 100.9 and streaming on the tide 100.9 app hey it's christian miller and we're celebrating roll tide all season long at buffalo's cafe where everyone is family grab happy hour from two to six every monday through friday with drink specials and half-priced appetizers Looking for award-winning wings tossed in your favorite sauce or rub? Visit us on Wednesdays for all-you-can-eat wings from 5 to 9 p.m. for $15.99. We're bringing Bama fans together for every game with good food and good times. Try our dine-in, carry-out, delivery, or catering at Midtown Village on McFarland Boulevard or order now at www.buffalos.com. On the next Inside the Locker Room with Coach Wimp Sanderson and Barry Sanderson. Tune in Monday. We'll look back at all the SEC games from the weekend and find out who's in first place. We'll talk about the Alabama-LSU game. In the second hour, Doug Bell will join us. We'll talk about the Waste Manager Open and then talk about Tigers' return at the Genesis next weekend. Inside the Locker Room, weekdays 7 to 9 a.m. on Tide 100.9 and Tide100.9.com. 365, 24-7. You'll find road and utility crews, tow trucks, law enforcement, and first responders working along Alabama's roadway. We're making improvements and helping our communities stay connected. We're working hard to make sure you're safe on the road. Now we need your help to make sure we're safe, too. Alabama's Move Over Law requires you to move over a lane when you see flashing lights on the roadside. And if you can't safely move over, please Visit drivesafealabama.org, brought to you by the Alabama Department of Transportation, Alabama Broadcasters Association, and this station. This is Miller's Edge on Tide 100.9. I've been moving calm, don't start no trouble with me. Trying to keep it peaceful is a struggle for me. Don't pull up at 6 a.m. to cuddle with me. You know how I like it when you loving on me. For them to miss me Yes, I see the things that they wishing on me Hope I got some brothers that outlive me They gon' tell the story with them friend with me God's plan Why got me up in here? God's plan Yes, sir I don't know what the plan is gonna be for uh, Tier 1, 2, 3, wherever you wanna We just, you know, listen For just the sake of discussion, guys For the sake of discussion Nothing is etched in stone here it's God's plan, but we don't have the tablet with the Ten Commandments. It's just for discussion. 205-342-9904. Chris, you can see the phone calls there on the screen. Yeah, the yeah I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get those. I, I would say real quick, just to throw mine, if I had to give, I, I'm not going to do the tears thing just or specifically, but 
I would say, yeah, I'd put, you know, Georgia, Texas, Ohio State. Um, who am I missing? I just had it. Oregon. Oregon, yeah. Depending on how, I mean, I probably still would have Michigan in that that realm. I'd end up having Alabama six or seven. So I guess if we're being transparent, that tier would two. that would be tier two. So that's a fair point. So originally I was kind of confused. I guess in my head when when I heard tiers, I was thinking tier one would basically almost be like the top seven teams. But if we're going off of what I just, you know, the, the way I just laid it out in that type of metric, technically, yeah, if we're, if, we're, if we're being honest and we're not chapsticking, right now, currently where we stand, right now, hypothetically speaking, right, I'd probably say tier two. Now, I'm not saying that that means that's, where they're going to end up at, or that's how the season's going to go. If you're just, if you're true to it, and you look at, you know, a team like Texas, Quinn Ewers coming back, right? You know, the, the, the talent that they have, um, you, you just got, you, you got to have them up there. Same thing with Georgia. I know they lost a lot of guys, but again, I mean, you're talking about, you know, two teams that they have a little bit more. Um, how do you, how do you, how do you put this? Um, I guess reliability when you're talking about the guys that are returning, right? It's easier to go ahead and kind of feel more confident in that because there's there's less questions that are uh, needing answers. And then Ohio State, I mean, they, they've hit the portal hard. I mean, they, they've got Ole Miss's running back, right? Judkins, you know, Caleb Downs. They've added some some really good football players to an already talented team. I feel like you got to put them up there. So, yeah. Now, now I, only the thing I disagree with you on is I know Missouri is a good football team last year, and they are a good program. It's going to be a tough matchup, but I'm not. There's no way in hell I'm putting them uh, over Alabama. Absolutely not. Now I think Ole Miss is going to be tough, but we don't play out. We don't play Ole Miss this season um, with the new schedule. We don't have them on there. Now we could face them uh, in the SEC championship game with the new format, but. Um, Are you hating on uh, Missouri? I don't understand. I'm not hating on Missouri. I said they're a heck of a football team, but I, I'm just I'm not ready to put them there. No. Because I, I remember I watched them, uh, the same LSU team that we beat, I remember watching that football game. It ended up being a closer game. And, and I don't even remember the outcome. But I just remember I was like, ah, it's not really. Again, good football team. But I, I think it, to me it's too soon. And Missouri ended up losing that game to LSU. Um, mm-hmm. But anyway, so that, that's, what I, that's what I would have. But I'm curious to hear what you guys think. Again, number is 205-342-9904. We are presented by the Good Feet Store, America's art sport experts. If you're in any type of pain, foot pain, knee pain. Back pain, hell, probably even some neck pain. Head on to the Good Feet store. You'd be surprised what these, me too, trust me. You'd be surprised what these premium art supports can do. They eliminate and alleviate all types of pain. Go give them a try. I'm telling you, they are life changers. They are game changers. Not just for people like us, former athletes who have been beat up and bruised up and in all type of pain, but for anybody and everybody. So go check them out. That's in Midtown Village in Tuscaloosa. Or you can always go to the Good Feet store. It's website, goodfeet.com. Schedule an appointment or find the nearest location to you. Again, that's good feet, improving the quality of people's lives two feet at a time. And now we will go to the phone lines one person at a time. Let's start with Tommy. Tommy from Romulus. Welcome in, sir. Hey, guys. How are y'all today? Doing well, Tommy. How about you? Tommy, what's up, bud? Doing well. Softball got a win today. Got one last night. Young yeah. girl pitched. A no-hitter, right? Yesterday? 46 in the history of Alabama softball last night. Man, I think we might be in good hands. I know there's a lot of concerns with Montana Fouts, you know, uh, leaving the program. But, man, that's shoot. To start your career here at Alabama, because she transferred from uh, Central Arkansas. Central Arkansas, that's right. First game here in a Crimson Tide uniform, pitching no-hitter. That's, that's pretty damn awesome. It is. I mean, 
And somebody asked me today, said, well, should we put her in the Montana? I went, no. Don't put pressure <laughs> on these people, these young ladies. Slow it down, they, slow it down. Yeah, slow well, it down. Know, we're, we're, quick, we're a quick anointing society, right? Everybody yeah. wants to look at the comparison of one game. I mean, come on, people. It's one game. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I watched the pitch last year for Central Arkansas. They didn't have the – they played in the regional here in the first – they just didn't have the bat. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, why didn't this young lady sign with SEC school out of high school? Tommy, what was, what was the team they played? We had a guy on YouTube asking who did they play, Alabama. Last Something night they played Villanova. Today they beat Longview 13 or nothing. I'm not going to lie to you, Tommy. I don't think I've ever heard of Longwood or Longwood. 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 I, Longwood. I, I always say the wrong thing. No, no, you're they, fine. Are they in but Texas? They, I think they in Virginia. Huh. Never heard of them, but I've heard of Villanova, and we that's who we well, pitched no hitter against. But I mean, I, I do get people being excited because I mean, replacing somebody like Montana, Montana Fouts, man, I mean that, that that's that's no easy feat, and it's probably impossible to really do that. But to have the the newly transferred pitcher come in and pitch no hitter, I mean, you got to be excited about that. Now I do think it's too quick to start <laughs> one game is way too soon to put somebody in that category because Montana did it at a high level for years consistently, but um. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm excited. I mean, but the biggest thing that I, I wanted in this kind of at least gives me something good to feel about last season, our bats were a huge issue, at least in postseason play, right? Um, it, we, we, we just couldn't really get anything going on the bats, and we, we, we scored 13 runs today. Uh, I know it was against Longwood, but, hey, at least the bats are, are heating up early. Well, they're yeah. in Farmville. Longwood is in Farmville, Virginia. Farmville, uh-huh. Virginia. I knew it was in Virginia because we had played them before here. And last year, they beat Florida State the very first game of the season. Oh, wow. They are no, they're no slouch. I mean, really. I mean, Dang, I can't like, even hate on them. I was looking for a reason to hate on them. <laughs> so I can't even hate on them. They beat FSU. And FSU known for softball. Well, FSU program. lost last night to um, Charlotte. Oh, wow. Six to five. Yeah, it's yeah, it's first game. I- yeah, yeah. You got to get to tight. And I'm, I'm a hot on this other girl. I just went blank on her name. She's a freshman from Arizona. Everybody was talking about her. I mean, she was like the number one and number two pitcher in America. So everybody, you know, don't put pressure on these young ladies yet. Let them get acclimated and situated in their rotation and their ability, what they can do. But this girl last night, she hit them. Brought the heat. She was pitching between like sixty summer and seventy one miles per hour. Now I thought I could. You know, I was a good baseball player, Tommy, and uh, I got uh, two ladies that are married to two family friends of mine, Bowers. That that went. They all went to Florida State. They played at Florida State. All Americans at Florida State. And I thought I could hit their stuff, man. Man, that was that was crazy trying to hit a softball that's moving that close. You know what I mean? When you're that close. So yeah, no. I had to get the girl their props. I mean, because I was a big time hitter, and then and you know they struck me out a couple times. <laughs> no, I I, I wouldn't step the bottle watch today. No, 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 no. So, Tommy, is Alabama a tier one team? Do you look at this Alabama twenty twenty four football team and say they're a top four or five team? What they have coming back with the new coaching staff? 
Kalen DeBoer and all of that good stuff, do you see them being a top-tier football team? That old Bama standard mystique, so to speak, is still there. Not this year, no. They can get there. Because you remember, after our second and third game of last year, we didn't figure we were going to stay in the top 20. Lost mm-hmm. to take and play off against Central Florida. No, give it time. I mean, I'm I'm from the old school. Y'all laughed at me when I say that one time. But um, I'm just, I'm just, let's get to AJ. Let's take it a step at a time. Before we can get 10 wins, before we get the playoffs, we got to win the first game. I mean, it just, it's a long season. People are going to mature. Like people are gonna, we're going to have a growing pain. But do I think we're at tier three? No. I think we kind of around maybe nine or ten. We're on the edge of being in or out of the playoffs. That's how I really look at it. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, I just made 90% of the album. Yeah, no, 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 that's what I said. Here, no, Tommy, look, here, you got a safe space here, man. Again, like, there's nothing yeah, wrong with you just, just no, being transparent. Yeah, there's nothing okay, wrong with that. Mad. All right, no. real quick, here's our schedule. August 31st, Western Kentucky, dub. September 7th, that both these at home. Southern Florida, dub. They're 2-0 and at Wisconsin. Well, So next Wisconsin. two, at Wisconsin, Georgia, at home. Do they split those? Do they go two and zero, or do they go zero and two the next two? I think they split. Okay, at Vanderbilt, dub South Carolina, dub. I'm gonna say win win. At Tennessee, uh, just that's hard to tell. See what Tennessee got coming back. Tennessee has has few players on defense hit the portal. I know they got mm-hmm. the nine to thirteen million dollar man. They say, I mean. He got to show me more than one game. At Oklahoma, at LSU, they're going to beat Mercer, Missouri at, at home. Yeah, I mean, all right, I give, I'm like Tristan. You need to give Missouri respect, but don't make them as a world beater. Because they have picked up, like, that little number seven, I can't think of his name, the little running back came from, uh, Division two. Division three. He was like a three A type dude. You know what? He's he gone though, right? Hero. He said it's well, the draft. Yeah, he, yeah, he's finished. I mean, yeah. Oh, he was my hero. I liked him. He was one of my well, favorite they, players. He was a great. He was a great player, and then they got some five stars too. Now, don't forget, Missouri got some. They got some five stars, and they got a lot of NIL money. Remember, the guy just donated sixty-two million dollars, twelve million of that going towards the NIL. So, with this schedule, I'm looking at it. I'm giving them nine and three. I got the win total uh, nine and a half, right? That's what I well, was saying. That's what I was, but I told somebody else, I said, well, they would push me. I said, I'll go 10 and two. I'm I got them about, nine and three, and I think nine and three is going to put them on the cusp of making the playoffs, which I think they'll be out. Who are your, who are your three losses? I'm Georgia. Georgia. And uh, Oklahoma. I'm going to say LSU. I'm going to say Wisconsin. Hmm. Just because it's early think, on, they're still trying to figure I things out, going through some growing pains. The first four, they're going to be two and two. Hmm. Well, I think did Wisconsin get a quarterback from Miami or somewhere? Or did the Wisconsin quarterback go to Miami? They move sure. around so much, I get lost. I'm sorry. Yeah, I don't know who they got to look at the schedule. But, but I, I just think, man, when they start playing, what's that song they play, Jump Around? 
on the road that early with a team that you don't know that well. Kayla and the boys still not familiar with the. I mean, I mean, well, Wisconsin Big Ten, so but still that's a hostile environment. I mean, he gets a little bit of going on the road, and you got to come right back and play Georgia the next week. Oh my God, that's hard. So I, I'm, I'm not worried about Wisconsin. I mean, they finished seven and you six. Better worry man. about. I'm, no, I'm saying I know it's going to be a tough road matchup, but I mean, but at the same time, though, I, I don't think. I mean, they're seven six last year. I don't know what big pieces they added. Other yeah, than the third quarterback. Game of the season, you got a new the offense, team not the hot. On the road. I think it's a. We fussed about how bad our offense was that time last year. Theirs were worse. Yeah, uh, I, I, I'm honestly not too concerned about Wisconsin. I, I, yeah, we'll go ahead and hit the break. But Tommy, we appreciate that, man. You have right, a good man. weekend. We'll talk to you next week. All right, man. Take care. Yes, hey, sir. Tommy, you too. Uh, Sam says on YouTube Extra is Tyler Van Dyke, who's at Miami. That's what you're talking about? Is, is, is that who's transferring to Wisconsin? That's what Sam thinking it. I don't know. That's what he just said on the uh, YouTube Extra. All right, uh, Wyatt, let's take a quick timeout. Final break of the hour. We'll have a quick comeback and then hit the top of the hour, and we'll roll some more stuff in hour number two. This is the Miller's Edge, one of Ty, 100.9, AM, WTBC. We'll be back in just a moment. Weekday mornings at 6 a.m., the Martin Houston Show. Join the Martin Houston Show, powered by Max Sports, your show, your team. We'll have the Monday edition with Kennington Smith III. He'll join us to talk Bama versus LSU. Hopefully, we're able to get a big road win. We'll also look at his thoughts on the board and spring practice coming up. We'll do a one-month review. We'll also look at what are the top issues facing Bama after signing day is wrapped up and complete. We'll have those conversations and more. The phone line will be open at 205-342-9904. That's the Alabama One Hotline. Or join us on the live stream at Martin Houston 35 Fan Page. Sports betting in Alabama. Contact your legislator today by visiting sportsbettingalliance.org. Paid for by Sports Betting Alliance. Sportsbettingalliance.org. Are you receiving unemployment? Your benefits could be at risk. Here's how you can protect yourself and your benefits. Never respond to mail notifying you of a false claim in your name. Never answer a text message asking you to verify your account. And only respond to official Alabama Department of Labor's social media pages. Report fraud at labor.alabama.gov fraud. Brought to you by the Alabama Department of Labor, ABA, and the station. The Alabama Department of Labor is an equal opportunity employer program. Auxiliary aids and services available upon request to individuals with disabilities. Dial 711 for TTY accessibility. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Mostly cloudy, a chance of showers late this afternoon and tonight. The high today, 68, the low tonight, 58. For the weekend, the weather turning wet, cloudy tomorrow and Sunday with occasional rain both days, maybe a thunderstorm in spots. Highs between 67 and 70. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 64 degrees in Tuscaloosa. This is Miller's Edge on Tide 100.9. I pull up like How you pull up, baby? How you pull up? How you pull up? I pull up Self in the kitchen Let's go Brand new Lamborghini we love taking it to the people. Let's go back out and speak with Drew from Nash. Vegas, one of my favorite cities in all of the world. Drew, welcome in, sir. What's going on, guys? Roll Tide. 
Roll Tide, Drew. What's up, man? Hey, I just wanted to comment real quickly on uh, the, the tier talks uh, you guys have been having for a little while. Um, you know, Corey, I'm not I'm not ready to put Alabama in tier two uh, per se. Yeah. I think uh, we got to look at it more of like a one A one B type thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's Alabama's still got the A on their chest, and you know, I think that lends itself to the pedigree and the you know kind of mentality when when Alabama shows up. You know, they all they're they're always going to have a chance to beat you, and they're always you're, you're going to have to beat them and make them make the other team beat you. I guess what I'm what I'm saying is is it's the scared mentality. Uh, the other teams have. I mean, there's a, there's a reason Ole Miss hasn't beaten Alabama uh, since Hugh Freeze uh, was there. Um, it's going to take those teams that that are going to separate Alabama from that top tier to beat them uh, before I can put them in a tier two. Um, yeah, Ole Miss has gotten better. I still wouldn't have them above Alabama in my top you know top ten rankings right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely wouldn't have Alabama, though, in the top. I mean, I probably had them five or six. I think that'd be about as low as I would put them right now. Um, That's fair. I, I agree with your, your top four, but, um, yeah, I mean, I'm just not ready to put them in in a tier two or, or even a tier three like you suggested. Yeah, and I'm looking at – and I, as I was looking at that schedule, Drew, I was like, you know, okay, you know, Wisconsin, I'm just saying it's because it's an early game. You know, you get the two cupcakes to start the season. Uh, then you go on the road, hostile environment, a team, you know, it's going to be great because Alabama, I don't know, you probably know better than I do. I don't think, has Alabama ever been to Wisconsin to play football? Maybe the first time. I know it ain't been that many times, if, if any, but it's going to be tough. And then you got Georgia. Those two games, I don't know if LSU will be as tough. Jay Daniels was just special. And, and the area that Alabama struggled the most at stopping the running quarterback gave them the most problems. I still think they can win that game at LSU, and I still think they can win at Tennessee because we just don't know just yet what they have. But at OU, another new spot, you know, at toward the end of the year, right before the Iron Bowl, I believe that game is slated. Um, so it's it's one of those tricky schedules. I think Missouri's going to be a lot better than what people are giving credit for. I don't know if I put them in front of Alabama. I won't check myself on that one. But they'll be close. I, I will have Missouri in my top ten. I think they're that good. Um, but, uh, yeah, I got. I see what you're saying, 1A, 1B. I mean, maybe they're on the outside looking in. You know what I mean? I, I mean, because you can't give a to- total, to- a ton of love to Michigan. New coach, lost basically their entire staff. Um, they do have some good guys coming in, but we don't know who they're going to be. I like Ohio State, what they did. So, you know, who else is dominant? We don't know. Georgia, we got to say Georgia is. They got a lot coming back, but... But other than that, I don't know. I think you got Georgia, you got Ohio State, you got Texas, and then maybe after that, you might have a group of six teams. Is that fair? Well, I don't know. I think I would even include uh, just Ohio State and Georgia. I think Texas has to prove it to me first before I include them up there with even Georgia and Ohio State. I mean, it's okay. going to be Texas' first year in the SEC running through the gauntlet. I want, I want, to, I want them to prove it to me before I put them in up there with the top two. Yeah, well, I mean, and, and again, Ohio State seems to just always let us down, don't they? Ryan Day stopped calling the plays, bringing Bob, Bill O'Brien, and Bill O'Brien divorced him already, not going to be the head coach at Boston College, so they got to figure that out. We don't know who's going to be calling the plays for Ohio State, but we do know they are loaded 
with talent. They spend a lot of money in the transfer portal of several Alabama players, former Alabama players. So they're going to be good. And we, I mean, again, Oregon, who's going to be quarterback? Who's going to take Bo Nix's place? But we know they have a lot of talent. They've been very, very busy in the transfer portal. So I, I might will sneak Oregon in that three or four spot too as well. I like what Dan Lanning is doing out there too. So, I mean, it's going to be tricky. I don't think there's a whole lot of separation from a lot of these teams, to be honest with you. I think, like I said, one or two, maybe three. Then I think there's a whole pack of teams that can come out the rest. Well, and I, I, to be fair, I, I think I think it's just the verbiage that kind of throws you off. Because Drew, I was the same way. I, I was um, <laughs> when I first heard, I'm like, how do you how do you not have Alabama tier one? But because I was just thinking tier one would be pretty much just the whole top ten teams. Uh, but then when you talk about tier one, might only consist of two or three programs. So I'm like, okay, I, I think that's. That's, that's fair if someone wants to put them around that tier two range, which if we're being transparent, a lot of people have projections of, you know, a 10 and two season. Technically that is that tier two range, right? At least that's what the standard has been in the last several years in college football. 10 and two is a more of a tier two team. It sounds bad, but realistically it's, it's, it's not like the yeah, worst thing. It's not bad. Top no, no, no. That's I think that's, playoffs. yeah, you're in the playoffs. And I think it's being transparent. So I, I think it just depends on, the perspective you look at it, but the more I kind of think on it, I'm like, all right, I understand kind of how that could be an argument. Uh, just given, again, I mean, you, you do lose a lot of key uh, key pieces, uh, but not only that, I mean, there's a lot of youth, right? A lot of youth on this team, and then you talk about a whole new coaching staff. It's going to be a lot of growing pains to go through. Just like we knew last year there'd be growing pains. Luckily, they were able to overcome them, um, and so we'll see how long it takes for them to you know, iron out those wrinkles early on this season, but we talk about having, like my dad saying, going on the road week three to Wisconsin. I don't think it's going to be the toughest matchup, but it's a new place, new environment. And then having to play Georgia week four, I mean, things kind of come at you quick. But then you kind of got Vanderbilt, South Carolina. I think those games will give them some time to kind of get in their groove. Oh, don't sleep on my game. I'm not sleeping. I'm just being transparent, right? Carolina's like tier four or five, right? So just being honest. And then Tennessee, Missouri, LSU, that's where it picks back up. So hopefully by then – They've kind of hit their groove and they hit their stride and they, they kind of starting to figure themselves out as this, this, this new era unfolds. But, no, I think this is actually an interesting conversation. I'm glad we brought it up. I'm, I'm glad you called in, Drew. It's, it's nice to hear different perspectives. So we appreciate that. Yeah, I do I do have one more thing real quick. Um, yeah. You know, I'm just looking at the schedule, you know, even what Georgia's got. And, you know, I'm, I'm not convinced, uh, you know, Georgia's going to make it through the season undefeated either, uh, even with, with what they have coming back. I mean, they got to go to Ole Miss. They got to go to Texas. They got to come to Alabama. They got to they got to play they got to play Clemson first game of the season. I'm not saying they're they're not they're going to lose to Clemson. But it could Wait, be a I hadn't even seen their schedule. Alabama. They cannot lose to Clemson. I might have to. That, that's not good. Wait, I didn't even look at. So, Wait, hold on. You said they play Clemson start of the year. No, day. they play Clemson. That's going to be the first game of the year. So they so they finally get a tough schedule. It seems like I mean we've been getting on them at a cupcake yeah. schedule, but I mean. Oh, wait, they go to Clemson. They go to Clemson, yeah, then they go, wow. So I'll give it, oh, yeah, you're right. I mean, they definitely got their I mean, work cut there, out for them. There could be there could be the top teams in the SEC all sitting around 10-2, and two, I mean, just beating up on each other. So how, how then do you do the tiers at that point? <laughs> well, that's a good point. Yeah, well, I'll know, tell you right man. now, if Georgia just, goes 10-2, kind of I'm bumping early, them to tier two. Thought, Drew. I mean, you know I mean? Yeah. this is kind of an early thought, just looking from the outside, the transfer portal, who they lost, who yeah. they got in. 
So we don't know. We don't know what this freshman class is going to look like. So there's a lot of things. You know, I think after spring, I'm, I'm going to throw out something out there in my top 25 after the spring after I get a chance to really look at, at some of these teams, new quarterbacks and things like that. But, I, I mean, I don't think Alabama's going to be horrible. Uh, I mean, even at 9-3, and 10-2 is not horrible with a first-year coach. I mean, you, you just want a chance to get in those playoffs, and I don't think that's got to be the goal. Yep, yep. All right. Well, I appreciate you guys taking my call. Have a great Absolutely. Weekend, Thank brother. you, Drew. Be safe down there in Nash, Vegas. A little honky-tonk. All right, quick timeout. Top of the hour went a little long there. Quick break, come back. We'll continue this conversation, look more at the Super Bowl. Who you got? And a goofball question for you. How many times will Taylor Swift be shown on Super Bowl Sunday? Mm. What's your number? 205-342-9904. If you get it the event will feature a non-competitive three-mile walk and a survivor's pathway. To register and to get more details, log on to TuscaloosaHeartWalk.org. Serving part-time in the Army National Guard has led to a lot of firsts for me. It paid for me to be the first person in my family to go to school. That education got me to the first day at my dream job, which I can still hold while I serve part-time. That job and the home loan benefits I got from the Army National Guard helped me buy my first house. I also know that I will be one of the first to respond if my community ever needs me. Sponsored by the Alabama Army National Guard. Aired by the Alabama Broadcasters Association and this station. WTBC Tuscaloosa and W265CG Tuscaloosa. A town square media station. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. From the Fox Sports Studios in Los Angeles. Here's Kevin Wired. Some college football news as ESPN reporting. Boston College is working toward a deal to hire Bill O'Brien as the school's next head coach. And a deal is expected to be finalized soon. Earlier this morning, several outlets reported that the University of Michigan will name former Giants defensive coordinator Week Martindale as their new defensive coordinator. The NFL announced that they will hold a game in Madrid, Spain in 2025. It will be held at Santiago Bernabeu Stadium, the home of Real Madrid. The participating teams will be announced at a later date. And in the NBA, Adrian Wojnarowski saying the Kings signing guard Keon Ellis to a new three-year contract. He had been on a two-way deal and now gets a standard NBA contract after he was an undrafted player coming out of Alabama. This is Miller's Edge on Tide 100.9. Well, I ain't gonna work today. Just wanna sit around and play. Gonna hit balls off the dock. Kick back in my flip-flops. Don't own nothing to the lender. Nothing spinning in the blender. Good Friday right there. Oh, my agenda's a little bit of uh, beer and sunshine. Let's kick off our number two right here on the Tide 100.9, AM WTBC. Hope you're enjoying your Friday. Uh, some breaking news. We've been talking about Ohio State being a top-tier team and, and what is Ryan Day going to do now that Bill O'Brien, you heard the, the Fox report there at the top of the hour, uh, that Bill O'Brien is uh, contract being worked out to become the next head coach at Boston College as their coach. Uh, became the uh, office coordinator at Green Bay in the National Football League. Well, there you go. Didn't take long. UCLA head coach Chip Kelly has informed his team that he's leaving for another job. Sources are telling 
at 24-7 Sports from a friend at Matt Zinnett, but other outlets are also reporting, uh, Bruce Feldman's reporting as well, uh, that Chip Kelly is uh, be expected to become the new office coordinator at Ohio State per sources. And uh, very, very interesting. Um, so there's so much movement, guys. So listen, Ohio State is not playing. No. I mean, after Michigan won the national championship and, and they've lost, Ryan Day has lost, his record is like just impeccable. But he hasn't been able to beat Michigan the last three years. And then they won the national championship. You know what somebody did? Let's, let's get this, let's get this uh, these, these Benjamins out right here and let's do what we freaking need to do to win a national championship. They're not playing. They got the recruits. They got Caleb Downs. They got Julius Sand. I mean, they got already had a great stack recruiting class. Now you bring in Chip Kelly with this offense and those players. Watch out for Ohio State. The O-H-I-O. So looks like now that uh, Chip Kelly is going to become the new offensive coordinator for the O-H. Would you have made that move? I mean, because he's, he's, yes, he I'm was UCLA's head coach, right? And I mean, Which is kind of strange. That's, that's what I'm saying. Would you have made that move? I mean, would you go from UCLA? I mean, what happened with UCLA? Because the Pac-12 kind of dissolved, right? So what was did UCLA make the, the move to Big well, Ten? Want, or They did? Wyatt's nodding his head. So I guess they're in the Big Ten. Games. So he didn't want to compete against Ohio State. <laughs> well, I don't think he wanted to travel across the freaking country to play football games. Mm. Think about it. I, I, dude, I, I don't know. Though. I mean, it's Ohio wait, 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 wait! But if you go to Ohio State, you're going to have to do that anyway because you're going to play the teams. That doesn't make any sense. Well, that's true. You're still in the Big. Yeah, team. you're still in the Big Ten. You're still going to have to travel. So that wouldn't. Dumb, dumb, dumb me. No, no, you're um, good. But I wonder if it's a move like, all right, if I go have success as an offensive coordinator for Ohio State, a team that's probably going to be in contention for not probably will be in contention for a national championship, especially well, given that they don't do good, and then he becomes a head coach at Ohio State. Well, I was about, no, I wouldn't. Well, just sit there and think about this. I wouldn't say the Ohio State, but he, But why would you leave UCLA as head coach? To, to, to basically take, to take a step down and go to Ohio State. But that's why I was asking you. That's why I was... Well, here's my thing. He's not going to win at UCLA. No. I'm not thinking, I'm not thinking he understands that. He's not going to win there. Um, and maybe he just said, hey, I can probably go there and make a lot of money because I think he might become the highest paid coordinator in the country. <laughs> I mean, how why, how else do you lure a head coach at a Power 5 school to another Power 5 school taking a step down? Yeah, I, I'm not sure. That, that's why it's the only thing I could think of is he thinks that having success as a coordinator at a, a school like Ohio State who's going to be in contention for a national championship uh, could help him advance back to being a head coach at a more prominent university. I mean, UCLA is still, that's a, that's a great gig. I mean, obviously, you know, they're, they're not going to, especially the moving to the Big Ten and you're, you're at UCLA, I mean, good luck, right? But I don't know. I mean, some people are just different, but... Uh, I mean, I think that's a good move for Ohio State. If, if you're, to, if anything, that's that's an upgrade. I mean, Bill O'Brien, we we know. I mean, I don't think he's the greatest coordinator. I don't think he's the greatest coordinator. Obviously, I think a lot of, a lot of Bama fans hate him. I don't I don't think he's as 
as bad. He's, he's not great, but I don't think he's as bad as people say. He's not great. great. Don't, don't get me wrong. But Chip Kelly is definitely uh, an upgrade over him. Well, here's the bottom line. UCLA is not a good football team. No. The campus is like 45, 50 minutes or miles away. I mean, the stadium is absolutely empty at their home games. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't think I've – I mean, listen, Buffalo's head coach, right, stepped – quit his head coaching job and went to Alabama. Alabama. I understand that. Womack quit his job at the South Alabama and went to Alabama. I understand that because he's probably getting paid more, just as much. Better program in the SEC. You know, better situation. But UCLA is a beautiful school. Now, I talked about they don't have the fan base. They don't. It's not the SEC, obviously. And maybe Chip just said, man, I can't win here. I'm stuck. I'm, just, I'm here stuck in, in neutral and mud, mm-hmm. right? So when I go to Ohio State, one of the most prominent programs in the country still, and I got a chance to win a national championship, and then I can probably parlay that into another bigger head coach. I don't know. It, it just, to me, it, it, um, it don't make any sense at all. Now, these are several reports coming out. There's nothing official. Bruce Feldman uh, talking about this on, on Three Sports. You got Pete Thamel talking about this on, on his line. Bruce, I mean, Matt Zenith on 24-7 Sports. So these are guys that break news, break stories. So um, I don't understand what the freak is happening to this. So <laughs> this, this might be the craziest thing I've ever seen. I'm being honest with you. Yeah. Might be the craziest thing. I mean, I, 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 it's definitely kind of head scratching, but it kind of makes sense, though. Again, I mean, it, it's not like it's a lateral move in terms of the the programs are not lateral. I guess I would say, right? Um, yeah, you, you'd be shocked, man. I'm telling you, there's some people that probably just prefer just to, to to be a coordinator. I, I mean, again, think about it. Would you want to be a head coach at UCLA where you don't have a chance at, at winning the national? Championship, or would you go be the offensive coordinator for a team like Ohio State, where they've got the players? I mean, each year they're in contention. They were in contention to, to make the playoffs when it was a four-team system. Now it's a twelve-team system. They're pretty much a lock to make the playoffs. They're trending in the right direction. I mean, they're 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 picking up players, right? I mean, he might look at it like, hey, I can go be the coordinator here and arguably be playing for a national championship in the next two years, or I could sit at UCLA and be the head coach and have a losing record. So, I mean, the more you think about it, kind of, it's not the craziest thing. I guess it just all depends on what your your priorities are. Do you want to be a head coach, power five level, or do you want to be an offensive well, coordinator he's for been, a program he's been that's. A big, big time coach. Is it Oregon? I mean, yeah, no, no, no. I know. Implemented an offense, all the up that fast, you know, basketball on grass type offense. I mean, so to me, Chip Kelly, UCLA is not a strong program, power five or not. I mean, this is a weak program right now. Right, and the ceiling is not high there. So I think he understands that he can't do anymore there. He understands he can't compete there. Especially, who's going to go to school there? In a, uh, think about the transfer portal. Who's going to UCLA? They they're not spending any money to get players out there in the transfer portal. No, they're not doing that. Guys are not going out there to play in the game where the freaking stadiums are empty. Nobody shows up. There's nobody cooking burgers and dolls and brats. Drinking beer on Saturdays early five hours before games start. No, they ain't doing that. It's trash. 
I mean, that, that's the thing. He got a great so education, they, man. Great huh? education. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, they do. It's trash. <laughs> and Chip Kelly knows that, man, I'm wasting my ever-loving time being out here. It's beautiful. They tell me that, you know, the girls are absolutely stunning. <laughs> man, what's, they said, woo. Yeah, you want to go out there if you're looking, try to find a wife or something like that. They're like, yeah, just but from a football perspective, <laughs> nah. The, yeah, ain't nobody going to the game. The students not even going because they ain't driving. They go out there and drink and try to drive uh, 45 minutes back to campus. They ain't going to do it. So he probably today, opportunity. I'm, gonna go there, I'm, probably I'm trying to look up what their schedule was last year. They're probably going to pay Chip Kelly $3 million. I think he becomes the highest Eight and five. paid coordinator in the country. Because you ain't going there for peanuts. I mean, yeah. he probably makes, I mean, think about it, he probably makes $6 million. As an offensive coordinator, that, that might be a little no, bit no, of a stretch. No, no, I mean, as a head coach. Oh, oh I got you. Yeah, no, I mean, well, let's, let's think on this. I mean, Alabama was play, uh, paying their coordinators last season, what, a couple million? I think Kevin Steele was around that, that range. Uh, so I'd imagine he's probably at least making a couple, if not a little bit more. So, yeah, I mean, he you might be taking a little bit of a pay cut. Dollars. He was 8-5 and five at UCLA um, last year. He just kind of got a little deal. Uh, the deal keeps him the Bruins through 2027. This Kelly was set to receive $5.8 for the 23 season and 24 season. That changed with a new extension rising to $6.1 million. He would do $6.1 million. So he, he's probably probably taking about a three and a half, almost four million dollar pay cut. What? I was slapping the pimento cheese out of here <laughs> for my. What's wrong? They gotta be. I mean, wrong. no, I'm looking. Uh, I, 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 it, it depends on priorities. Some people are in it for they want to make the most money. Some people want to contend for championships at whatever the cost, right? And yeah, some some people three don't and care about any of them. Somebody needs to slap the pimento cheese out of here. All right, we got to hit the timeout. We'll come back. We'll continue this conversation. Plus, I'm up at $200. So go ahead and get the phone. Well, we need 205-342-9904. If you get the amount of time, it's going to be based on when you call because a lot of people have the same, right? I'm going to leave your number with Wyatt. If you win it, I'm, you can just Apple Pay right there. There'll be $100 sitting right there. I'll split it with you. I'll, I'll split it with you. But, $100. But, but, how many times? Here's a goofball question. But you have to clarify. Show. You have to clarify. Is it when? When does it start? Is it, because pregame they're probably going to show her a handful. Are we talking about when the ball is snapped? When the game starts. Also, when, when the, the game, game, when the ball is kicked off to when the clock hits zero. How many times yeah, will we see booth. Taylor Swift in the booth? All right, that's there. I just wanted to clarify. One hundred dollars will be in your Apple Pay if you call in two zero five three four two ninety nine zero four. You leave a number. Wyatt, right there. You get it to us, and uh, if you get it right, I ain't going to take but. Mm, I don't know. But we ain't going to take that many calls. So if you want to get in, chance to win 100 bucks. Your best bet for big wins is just minutes away at Birmingham Racecourse Casino, where you can be a winner, too. Off I-459, exit 31, Derby Parkway. The Alabama Securities Commission protects you from financial fraud. Anyone asking you for investment money must be licensed. You're careful with your money. 
Fraudsters aren't. Before you invest, call our hotline at 1-800-222-1253 to verify the licensing of the person making an offer and the product. Don't lose your hard-earned money. Learn to protect yourself at asc.alabama.gov. Paid for by the Investor Protection Trust and brought to you by the Alabama Broadcasters Association and this station. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Mostly cloudy, a chance of showers late this afternoon and tonight. The high today, 68. The low tonight, 58. For the weekend, the weather turning wet. Cloudy tomorrow and Sunday with occasional rain both days. Maybe a thunderstorm in spots. Highs between 67 and 70. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 64 degrees in Tuscaloosa. This is Miller's Edge on Tide 100.9. San Francisco 49ers will take on Patrick Mahomes, my homeboy, Travis Kelsey, Andy Reid. <laughs> but the question is going to be, as I threw the goofball out to you on YouTube Extra, and if you call in, 205-342-9904 or tie 100.9, you can get in any kind of way. How many times will she be shown? Because this is my biggest concern. I'm just afraid that she's going to take over the Super Bowl. I'm really afraid that she may be called out on, on the halftime performance by us. Uh. That's what I'm worried about. I mean, she just won, what, four Grammys the other night? She, didn't even, she didn't even get a queen in love when she won. Celine Dion, who's going through some things, she didn't even really shout her out like she's supposed to. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I, I feel like she probably could have gave her a little more more love when she went up there. But honestly, I could care less about Taylor Swift. I like my my, my vote is going to be I'm going to say nine times that she'll be showed during the game. And then if you guys want to answer that, it's cool. But uh, I, I'm so sick and tired of talking about her. Like I'll be honest with you, once the Super Bowl is done, hopefully we can keep them. And it's not her fault. I'm not blaming it on her. I just feel like it's just it's so much. I, I'm not gonna lie. A couple minutes ago, we got ESPN on the TV here. And I, I literally was just they they were just showing her there was a segment coming up, I think it was about uh, Kyle Kuzchik or however you say his last name, the fullback for the 49ers. His wife designs some of these clothes and, and apparel for um, some of the wives or whatever. Anyway, they, but they showed all, the only people they showed was Brittany Mahomes and Taylor Swift the whole time. But anyway, um, I want to ask you something about Cam Newton. Regarding the Super Bowl, now, everybody knows. And I, I kind of asked you about Brock Purdy and is he a game manager, game changer, all that good stuff. But Cam Newton, they, they keep asking Cam Newton these questions, right? People keep saying, "Oh, why is he obsessed with Brock Purdy?" I don't think he's obsessed with. Him. They, they're asking the guy a question. Right? He's just answering the question. But uh, he was basically saying, like he he doubled down on saying Brock Purdy's probably the, the tenth best player on that football team. And at first, I kind of was like. Uh, that's kind of uh, that might be a little far fetched, but then I, I look, I started naming guys, and I'm like, he might not be wrong. He's definitely not far off, right? I mean, let's 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 go through it, right? You got Nick Bosa, Christian McCaffrey, right? Arguably two of the best players at, at, at their I positions respectively. Huh? I 
Ayuk and Debo. That's four. You, you think you think those uh, those guys? I'm like, hold on. I was like, uh, uh, let me get, wait. I don't know. I don't think. I, yeah. I mean, yeah, probably, but that, that's a little bit closer. Trent Williams. I mean, he's be be, best tackle no, in the guys. league. Yeah, no, I know, but okay. Right, that's five guys. That's just Is that, offense. That's that's five. Fred Warner. He's above those most of those other guys. Top linebacker. Six. Um, who they am I got missing? The safety back there's an all-pro seven. Is that a Samoan guy? Um, anyway, so yeah, I'm like, dang, now you think about it, he kind of is, i say about eight or nine, maybe, maybe ten, because I'm probably forgetting somebody. Regardless, it ain't got to be just a ten, but his point was he's not the tier one, so to speak. Um, he's had a phenomenal year. He's been a phenomenal player. He's overcome the odds. as Mr. Irrelevant. He has made plays with his legs, with his arms. You can't deny that. Oh, George Kittle. Uh, there you go. George, George Kittle, yeah. Oh, Kuz checked the fullback, all-pro fullback. Right. I don't know what Cam is saying. So, yeah. he is. I don't know why people want to, hey, oh, he's not in the league. And I think uh, he fired back at Cam and says, you know, there's so many quarterbacks in this league. No, no, no. That That was fake news. That was fake news. You muted yourself, by the way. Um... But yeah, no, that, that was fake news. I, I don't think he actually said that. But um, yeah, no, I don't, I don't think it's wrong. But it, it just makes me think. Like, I'm not gonna lie. The more I, I hear this stuff, I'm just like, you can't even really speak your mind anymore without people jumping you. You know what I mean? <laughs> and I, I know Cam is, is, you know, he comes off a little harsh. But I mean, the dude played the game. He was MVP. I mean, dude is a hell of a football player. It's just I, I I don't know why people keep jumping on him because if you, the more you look at it, you're like oh, I mean he's kind of honest on him. He's a little harsh, but he's honest on him. If you're talking to me, you're on mute. Yeah, I I, I don't maybe he um I don't know if he's paying attention, but we can't hear him. I'm I'm watching him talk, <laughs> and we we can't hear him. Um. We uh we lost him here on our on tide side of things, so I'm I don't think I don't think back. he I don't think he realizes that I'm I'm literally watching him sit back. <laughs> <laughs> just talk. I don't even think he's hearing me. With that being said, we'll um let's go to the phone lines. I'll let Ellis take his place because I, I I don't think he realizes he's not connected here. Ellis, go ahead and fill in for my dad because I I think he uh think he don't realize he's not connected with us. But Ellis, happy Friday, man. Happy Friday to you, brother. Been I, been a while since I called in, but I've been uh, rude. Really, really busy. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah, I've had a lot of work to do, so. That's a good uh, thing. But uh, I didn't today, so I was able to call in. There you go. Uh, I'm like you. I'm tired of the Taylor Swift thing, but I'm going to say 15 times. 15, all right. Let me go ahead and put that in my notes, all right? I'm put you down for 15. Uh, and we went down there and lost in Boogerville. Man, you win some, you lose some. I mean, I wasn't there, but just watching on the TV, I'm not going to lie. I mean, it looked like it was a pretty tough environment. Those guys, they they had vengeance on their mind. I think they definitely were, you know, pretty disappointed after we gave it to them when they came here to Tuscaloosa. So it's part of the game, but, uh, you know, we just got to play a little bit better. We got to be a little more prepared. We just got to do better in the yeah. paint, you know what I mean? And protect them. But that's protect all they the got. Look, and the refs didn't help us much got. either. Yeah. But uh, and the what? How many three throws were they? 
They shot 50 or 51. I think total in the game was like 85. I think it was like most ever this season or something like that. But um, I hate hate pinning stuff on the refs because, I I mean, again, you can't just point your finger at one thing. But realistically, though, I mean, that's absurd for a team to shoot over 50 free throws. I mean, that's that's crazy. Yeah. Um, But that's all they got to look forward to is beating us like what they done – after the ball game. Mm. Yeah. You see what the, they do? Like doing the Isaiah Bond celebration. Yeah, yeah. You know, they've then, done that. And then their, pay, their their official school page tweeted it. To me, I'm just like, yeah. it's kind of embarrassing when, you know what I mean, like you're, the, the school page is even in on trying to troll somebody after a win. Like, it's like they forget they just lost to us not even a week and a half ago or whatever it was. Um, and then they just get so much delight from that. But it, it, it makes sense, though. I mean, when when you can live in another team's head like that, rent free, it just goes to show you. I mean, like that. That's <laughs> I and I, I get the rivalry it yeah. has significance to both of us. But the measures that they go to on their end, it honestly kind of just is embarrassing for them, in my opinion. It is <laughs> right. You know, it, it it really is. You know, that's why I'm proud to be an Alabama fan. That's right. You know? Uh, because we don't do stupid shenanigans like that. I mean, good grief. No, yeah, no. I mean, be. hell, I, I remember when I lost uh, on the road to Auburn my junior year. You know, I think they stormed the field and they're doing all that stuff. And, you know, we were just pissed off, disappointed. But, I mean, like, I, I don't remember. You know what I'm saying? Like, in any, but anytime we beat them, I mean, we've never in my life even imagined storming the field, you know, mocking anything. that I mean, we just – it's because it's expected, right? I think I think that's the difference. Like, when oh yeah, it's our expected program, from we, Yeah, we we expect stuff, right? We expect to win. We expect to be dominant. With them, it's it's, it's not necessarily expected. And I think that's very telling when <laughs> they they do stuff like they have to mock our celebrations. Like, I don't know, it's just kind of weird, man. Weird weird vibes. But I mean, like yeah. I said, Charles Barkley even said like he compared them to like the stepchild. So he yeah he, yeah. He, <laughs> He, basically, <laughs> he was straight up, man. That's why you got to like Charles Barkley, man. He's going to tell it how it is. I, well, he's, he's straight up. That's yeah. why I like him. You know, but... Uh, That's right. Uh, and what did you... What did you say you, the, the record... What you think the record would be this year? I, I would say mine, I'm going with... I think 10 and 2 is a I good number. Th- My dad went 9 and 3. I, I think 9 and 3 is a possibility given the, the, the schedule, but I think 10 and 2 is... Uh, very solid. I think that's realistic. Ten and two it should have you in the playoffs, and especially you know first year for Coach DeBoer at Alabama in the SEC. I think that would be great. You know, only two losses because again, I think. Let me let me just let me just say this right. Sometimes people like look. You got to just call it how you see it, right? I, and I, I hope people realize like I've got actual skin in the game. You know, I I, I played here legit, Man, blood, sweat, tear, tore muscles. No, 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 no. You let let me finish what I'm saying, right? What I'm saying is just because I say a, a two loss season, that's not doubting Alabama because we got people in the chat say, oh, we'll keep doubting. It's not doubting. I don't think people realize even with Coach Saban here, you know how hard it is to go undefeated. I was explaining. I've never even had a, a full undefeated season. It's it's hard as hell to do. Even if Coach Saban was returning as head coach, people still would be saying, you know, ten and two season is is a possible is a possibility. Think about last season. People were saying three the potential three loss. Obviously, that didn't happen. 
You, you drop to Texas, and then they figure things out, and you end up falling to Michigan. So you ended up with two losses. But what I'm getting at is, in today's college football, there's a lot more parity. Teams are good, and it's a lot more challenging. It is what it is. So it's not, yeah. you know what I mean? It's just being transparent. And I think a two-loss season, given all the, the circumstances of, you know, losing some, some key core pieces to this football team, replacing the entire coaching staff, all that good stuff, right? I think that's that's realistic, and I think that's I think that's a solid number, right? I think you can't be disappointed about that for a first-year head coach. Even though Coach DeBoer came from Washington, they did some great things. You got to remember, you know, Pac-12 is a lot different than the SEC. It's going to be more challenging. So I think ten and two is a very solid number. You well, that's me. I'm playoffs. That's what matters. Getting in the playoffs, all that matters, right? And beating yeah. rivals. You got to beat your rivals now. <laughs> got to yeah. beat your rivals. Ten and two. That's mine. That's mine. I'm. I, that's what I've been thinking all along. Is ten and two. Yeah, and, and obviously a perfect world undefeated, right? Perfect world. Like this. Oh yeah. That's a perfect world. But how many times? Nine and three. Yeah. How many times has Nick Saban went undefeated at Alabama? What, twice? COVID year. And then, like, what I was explaining was funny enough, every year that we went undefeated during the regular season, we didn't win the championship when I was here. And then the years that we lost in the regular season, when we in 15 we lost to Ole Miss, we ended up winning the rest of them and won a national championship. 17 we lost to Auburn, won the rest of them. Um, so, yeah, that's what I'm saying. People just got to remember that, man. I, I, I think I have them at nine and three. Right. And I think you got a lot of turnover and the fact that you got a new coaching staff, not just one or two coordinators, you got a whole new coaching staff with the road schedule that's as daunting as it is at Oklahoma, at LSU, at Tennessee, at Wisconsin. You got Georgia, Wisconsin back to back. You got Missouri, who's uh, one of the top teams in the East that's going to show up, that's going to be just as good or better this year. Uh, you got a defense with a lot of holes, a lot of youth, a lot of, you know, that not just to start. Now you got to talk about depth because, you know, guys are going to get injured. So I'm just putting all of that in the equation, Ellis, and that's why I said they, they, they're going to trip up and lose one. They probably shouldn't lose. That's why I have them going at 9-3 and three the first year, which is not bad. I, I, res I respect that, you know, uh, but I'm I just think, uh, and I think the uh, losses are going to be uh, Georgia and uh, Oklahoma. Mm, yeah, no, I, I can see that. As tough as that yeah, is, I mean, you don't I want mean, to fall that, to Georgia at home. Could be spot on. Could be spot on the question. No, you don't want to fall to home, but uh, it's going to be, you know, Georgia tough. Yeah, yeah, Georgia's just going to be yeah. better off. That that game is early too. They're going to be battle tested by opening up against Clemson. I see Georgia winning. But I hope I'm wrong. But you know, yeah, that's, that's you know. Yeah, I mean, yeah you got to apologize for giving it. Like I said, it's, it's all hypothetical, and it's again, if, if so, people need to understand this. the definition of expectation is a belief that something could be the case in the future, right? That's all. It's, it's the, all hypothetical talk, man. That's what sports radio does. That's why you give pregame predictions for games. Right, so you're just going to tell college game day not to give. So if y'all don't want us to have our thoughts, right, just go ahead and tell Coach Saban when he's on the set of college game day, don't give a score prediction or, or, or uh, a prediction on who's going to win because you don't know. You got to wait and see. <laughs> like people, gotta just relax, man. I oh, know. Man. I mean, yeah, it's, it's um, all good. Well, I get it though. So I used that, to yeah. be like that, but I I used to be like that, but I've you know I've just. Calm down about all of it. <laughs> That's good, Ellis. There you go. There's something you can calm down about, Ellis. How many times will Taylor Swift be shown on Super Bowl Sunday? 
15 times. Yeah, he said 15. My, I got them written oh, down. I, I hope that's not the case. that many times I'm throwing this flat screen TV, I'm going to take a video <laughs> in the highway, right <laughs> in the street. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, Ellis, we appreciate you, man. We're going to have to get the break here, but we appreciate man. Have a good week. I got you written down, man. 15 times, Ellis. Right, I'm time. glad you sent you $100, yes, sir. but I'm going to send you my broken flat screen with it, okay? <laughs> <laughs> we'll do roll that time. for sure. All right, let's head to break. Real quick, though, as Ellis always says, you guys know the drill. If you're in need of the latest and greatest officially licensed Alabama gear, head on over to none other than Alumni Hall. That's in Midtown Village in Tuscaloosa. Go check them out. They've got the hat wall if you like wearing hats. they got Yeti products, Peter Millar products, all that good stuff. Yeti, I mean, tumblers, all of that stuff, man. Go check them out, Alumni Hall in Midtown Village. If you're not local, don't worry. You can always go to aluminihall.com. they got the two for 38 deals on T-shirts. They got all that awesome Alabama gear, so go check them out right now. Again, that's Alumni Hall in Midtown Village or aluminihall.com or the Ultimate Crimson Tide Fan Shop. Quick timeout. Head back to the phone lines. Uh-oh, we got Bama Boss Man on the line. He gave you a little chat. Introducing Discover Cashback Debit, a checking account with cashback. It pays to discover. Eligibility in terms at discover.com slash cashback debit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. Are you receiving unemployment? Your benefits could be at risk. Here's how you can protect yourself and your benefits. Never respond to mail notifying you of a false claim in your name. Never answer a text message asking you to verify your account. And only respond to official Alabama Department of Labor's social media pages. Report fraud at labor.alabama.gov fraud. Brought to you by the Alabama Department of Labor, ABA, and the station. The Alabama Department of Labor is an equal opportunity employer program. Auxiliary aids and services available upon request to individuals with disabilities. Dial 711 for TTY accessibility. This is Miller's Edge on Tide 100.9. <laughs> oh, well, people ask me all the time in these parts, you know, what kind of place is Tuscaloosa? Well, I'm getting them ready because the Gamecock faithful are going to be there loud and proud. They're on the schedule. So Columbia, South Carolina will be invading Tuscaloosa this year, the Garnet and Black. It's going to be a fun, fun time. So I'm looking forward to see all the Columbia folks coming down to Tuscaloosa. They can see that Tuscaloosa, I guess we can say, know how to party. And they will be going by my man's spot, R&R Cigars, 27036 Street. Check out R&R Cigars. Reagan and Randy will take care of you. They can go out on the porch. They can get in on those private rooms, flat screen TVs. They got the bar for you. All types of grown-up drinks for you that you can choose from. The bourbons, many, many bourbons, and many, many others that you can choose from. Drink responsibly, as we always like to tell you. And then the best humidor there is in all of the Southeast. So go check out the humidors. Get you a nice celebration cigar. And uh, that you can smoke. And if you're not in Tuscaloosa, if you don't want to wait to South Carolina, anybody comes down here to play the Crimson Tide, go on the website, www.rnrcigars.com, and use that code word, the Miller's Edge, and they'll send it absolutely free. So check them out, R&R Cigars. The mansion is where it's at. They definitely know how to party. 205-342-9904. You said you got another special guest on the phone? Oh, we got Bama Boss, man. He was the one that, you know, he, he had a lot of good stuff to say now. He had a lot of good stuff to say now. Then he kind of lost us 
when he, he said Georgia and Kirby were well, trash. They're number, I'm, one. they're number one and two. I'm one. paraphrasing, but Ben Boss, man, welcome back, man. Hopefully you can redeem yourself <laughs> the way you ended last time. But it was going good, though. It was going good. I, I come in peace. <laughs> there yeah. it is. What's going on, man? Yeah, but y'all misunderstood what I was saying last time. But that ain't reading that call, but you really misunderstood. I wasn't saying that they was trash team or that Kirby was trash. main thing I was saying was that they're getting a lot more credit than they really deserve. Because mm-hmm. the schedule they played for the last two years, it wasn't as, as difficult as it could have been. And that, that contributed a lot. Yeah, that contributed a lot to what they did. But no, that's not that. really the this, this question I got. Oh, yeah. The 12-team playoff. Mm-hmm. The, the four conference champions, get they'll get bye weeks, right? Correct. I'm yes. pretty, or top is it top yeah. four or, or is it yeah conference championship or conference is yeah, the, it top four or conference, conference champions? You sure? The conference the champions get by week. Champions. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's that's what I want to make sure. So you got four. You got four conferences. Well, you're not gonna count the, the Pac-12 because it's dissolved. You got the Pac-2. So, so you got the ACC, the SEC, the Big, Big Ten, Big and the Big Twelve. Mm-hmm. That's four conferences. Right. Okay, this is this is this is my thing. Say that the last week when you have the teams play for the conference championships, just hypothetically, you got uh, the Big Twelve champion or somebody champion might be three three or four lost teams, but they're conference champions, so they got an automatic bye. So mm-hmm. just say hypothetically, Alabama and Georgia play for the SEC championship, and they only got. One loss, one of them might not have either loss, no loss. But they play, and both of them end up with one loss. So what you would have is you have a conference champion that's with four losses or three losses with a bye, and either the Georgia or Alabama loser would have to go on the road with only one or two losses. Mm-hmm. That's what well that's right? yeah well and that's why I was asking you got you guys are right. Yeah, it is the top four conference champions. But that's why I was like, wouldn't it make more sense to just have the top four teams, like the top four seeds, yeah. have the buys? Yeah. I feel like that makes that, more sense. That makes more sense because the way they got it set up, you could have a three or four loss team with a buy and, and, and a team with one or two losses on the road. Yeah. Yeah, but let's just be honest. You're not going to have that in the, the SEC. You're not going to have that in the Big Ten. You're definitely not going to have it in the Pac-12. So, I mean, if anything, what's going to come out of the um Wait, and, and the ACC. four are ACC, SEC, Big I mean, Ten, you got Big State, 12. You got Al, uh, Clemson, those are your two top ten, uh, two top teams. I mean, four State's undefeated. Clemson lost three or four, what, three or four That's, this year. Yeah, and Clemson yeah. could lose three or four this year and still win a conference. That's true. And then you would have a one or two loss team from the SEC. Got to go on the road and Clemson at home with, with two, three losses or four. Hmm. Yeah, that's a good point. I never, I didn't really think about it like that, but I, I, I think, also go ahead. Also, one other thing, what that also does, you only got a twelve team playoff. So now the bubble team that down there at the twelve, they could have a good record, but because the full conference team get to buy, they're gonna push everybody else down one. A team that was in the playoffs before the SEC, before the championship weekend, is gonna be left out, and they could have a better record than the teams that's in there. You know. They could have be actually they could have been ranked higher than the conference champion. Well, yeah, wait. So that that that's that's where I get confused. All right. So if you take 
the, the top four conference champions and, and say, you know, the SEC champ is number one, ACC is number four, uh, Big Ten is number three, but say Big 12 is like number seven. Is that what you mean by they just bumped them? That's a, how, so do you exclude they, them from the top team? I, I get confused and you just go off the top eight. I, that, I'm getting a little confused now. It's confusing because the conference champions get the buy. So if they they could be ranked, the conference champions could before the before championship weekend could be ranked as low as five or six or seven. But because they got the, because they're the conference champion at the end of it, they're supposed to get the buy. The way it's set up now. Yeah. Well, to answer my own question, now that I think about it, that you just assume that the top four conference champions will be in the top twelve, so it won't have any effect there. I guess it just could shuffle some things a little. Yeah. I don't know. I personally, I would have done. The top four teams or the top four seeds get the buys, and then basically, yeah. you know, not worry about conference champions because they're just going to be in the top twelve regardless. But I don't know. We'll have to see. I mean, this is the first year, and and are they keeping? Is this like the? See, I think I'm mixing it up with the new SEC format because one of those is just for this year. Then they're going to reassess, right? I think the new SEC schedule is what I'm thinking of. Yeah, where yeah, they're going to they're going to reassess after the season. I don't think it's set in stone just yet. But right now, it's the top two teams in the SEC, top two record. What do you feel about that? Do you like that better, or do you do you think they should have stayed with the East and West? I don't have a problem with that top two records. I don't have a problem. The only problem I really got is you're going to have some team that's going to win that conference that's going to get a bye and not going to have a good record. Or probably won't even be actually in the top six when the thing ends. Mm. But because they're conference champion, they're going to get a bye and somebody that's got a one or two loss record. Gonna have to go on the road. That's, that's and that's not that's, that's not true. right. Well, let me ask you this because we were talking about this too. I'm curious your thoughts on this Bama boss man. We talked about uh, I think it was Greg McElroy, Cole Kublik on their show. We're talking about uh, expectations for Alabama and just where would you have them given you know everything that has gone on, coaching changes, you know all the transfer portal stuff, all that good stuff. Would you still have them as a tier one team going into this football season? What say you? Oh yeah, definitely. It's a bad tier one team. One of us, one of the three of us, might not agree with that, but they're a tier one team. Uh, I, I'm saying. No, no. Like I said, I think it, it, all, it, it depends on 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 your perspective of a tier one team. That's why initially I was the same way. I, I was like, I was like, no, nah, of course they're a tier one team. But then when I thought about, it, I'm like. But if we're only saying there's like just two or three teams in that tier one, then technically they would fall in that tier two category. That's why that we need a, a more firm, I guess, metric to go for, off of. Uh, for a tier one, but I, I'm predicting ten and two. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying, and I'm yeah, looking at a box. I mean, y'all, y'all not that far from me. I'm saying nine and three. I yeah, no, no one. Yeah. Hey, we're yeah. not. We're not yeah. jumping on you today. That's I what I said. Nine, 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 nine point five would be I, my I, win total. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, tell you, I come in peace today, man. I, I just trying to figure out this. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out this playoff thing because the way it's set up is crazy. No, I think it's absolutely... I mean, think about this right here real quick, Bama. Listen, last year, if we did the top 12, right? Yeah. Michigan, Washington, Texas, Alabama, Florida State, Georgia, Ohio State, Oregon, Missouri, Penn State, Ole Miss would have been 11, Oklahoma, 12. And let's just say Michigan would have got a bye, Washington would have got a bye, Alabama would have got a bye, and Florida State would have gotten a bye. And then it would have been four, right? We wouldn't have had to pay mm-hmm. 12. I'm just kind of throwing that still in there. Then the rest of them would have just been battling out. And then you would have had to, 
Well, one of the 12 would have been in there because you had to put a group of five champion in there, right? Mm -hmm. So Oklahoma, yeah. Oklahoma would have been out from Ole Miss or whoever, however you did that. You got Missouri 10 and 2, Penn State 10 and 2, Ole Miss 10 and 2, Oklahoma 10 and 2, right? So one of them would have been out, and then you would have had to put, let's say, Liberty in there. Liberty was 13 and 0. So Liberty would have been in there too. So this thing going to get crazy, man. I mean, it, it, I, the, I don't know how really do. Really, this 12 team is going to be more hectic than the 14 was. As long as they leave it at the, at the full conference champion with the bye, it's going to be more hectic because you know you're going to have either somewhere at the Big Ten or the, or the ACC, somebody's going to have two to three losses. And they're going to have a worse record than a team that's probably going to be ranked five or six. Now, I agree with that. I mean, I don't know. I don't know how they're going to do it, man. It's going to, it's going to be interesting. We'll have something to argue about again. And on this top four, but now it's going to be the top who. 13, 14, 15 going to have something to say about it as well. So, all right, my Yeah, friend, exactly. We yeah. We appreciate you having this final break, and uh, we appreciate you having a great weekend. I'm glad you come in peace, man. But Alabama's <laughs> a tier two team. This, is this weekend. They're, they are a tier two team right now. I got yeah, number eight. Yeah, they're, they're tier one. Roll Tide, 10 and 2. <laughs> there it is. Appreciate you, Bama Boss, man. Bama Boss, man. You know, give me the business right now. I knew that. Quick break, the final break of the show. We'll do that and come back and wrap things up here on the time. 100. To allow sports betting in Alabama, contact your legislator today by visiting sportsbettingalliance.org. Paid for by Sports Betting Alliance. Sportsbettingalliance.org. Serving part-time in the Army National Guard has led to a lot of firsts for me. It paid for me to be the first person in my family to go to school. That education got me to the first day at my dream job, which I can still hold while I serve part-time. That job and the home loan benefits I got from the Army National Guard helped me buy my first house. I also know that I will be one of the first to respond if my community ever needs me. Sponsored by the Alabama Army National Guard. Aired by the Alabama Broadcasters Association and this station. Coming up, Coming up on The Game with Ryan Fowler. Coming up on the Friday edition of The Game, Free for All Friday. Sponsored by Brian Harden Construction. We'll feature Brent Beard. We'll feature Lee Sterling. And we'll give away $1,000 courtesy of BetU. All coming up starting at 2 p.m. here on The Game on Tide 100.9-1230 WTBC. Your home of Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. The longest-running sports program in Tuscaloosa. The Game with Ryan Fowler. Weekdays from 2 to 6 p.m. on Tide 100.9. And streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Mostly cloudy, a chance of showers late this afternoon and tonight. The high today, 68, the low tonight, 58. For the weekend, the weather turning wet, cloudy tomorrow and Sunday with occasional rain both days, maybe a thunderstorm in spots. Highs between 67 and 70. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 64 degrees in Tuscaloosa. This is Miller's Edge on Tide 100.9. Check with me package. My computer won 
died. I didn't charge it last night, so I had to get back on this Apple one. All right, final segment. Bama Bossman didn't give us a Taylor Swift uh, number. So, Bama Bossman, if you're listening, text us or Tired call Wyatt back. Or you can call Wyatt back real quick to give him his number that Taylor Swift will be seen on Super Bowl. Let's give our score prediction here this final segment. Wyatt, I got a little bit of an echo, too. That's, that's hey, I got you. Uh, I'm okay. I'm, it's because you're on the stream probably with your phone, I'm guessing, right? No, I'm on my Mac. Oh, well, who knows? Um, we'll figure it out. Will you, do you, you said you want to give a Super Bowl prediction? Yeah. All right. Um, we'll go ahead and do that. Floor is yours. You know, I did that prayer a few weeks ago, mm-hmm. asking the Lord to give us a blessing that um, let's, wait, wait, let's move Jackson. past Taylor Swift. No, it's because this leads up. This leads up to what I'm gonna say. You know how much I love Patrick Mahomes, boy. He is the goat of, of pro football. Not Tom Brady. It's Patrick Mahomes, boy. But I cannot pull, because I know if he does well and he's throwing touchdown passes to Travis Kelsey, that means I'm going to have to sit and watch lips, red lipstick all over the place, a bunch of slobbering and hugging and kissing in the box. So therefore, I'm going to take two of the Gamecocks that I know very well, Debo Samuel and Javon Kinlow, play defensive tackle for the 49ers, I'm going to take my old teammate's son, Christian McCaffrey, and the San Francisco 49ers and Brock Purdy. Mr. Irrelevant will be relevant come Sunday about 10 o'clock at night as he hoists the MVP and the Super Bowl trophy. I'm taking the San Francisco 49ers, and the only reason I'm taking them is because of Taylor Swift. Hmm. See, you shouldn't you shouldn't base it off of that, man. Like, leave her out of it, All right? Um, I would say, let's see, I would go. Um, I'm gonna say 34-27, Kansas City. I want I want San Francisco to win, but I think Pat Mahomes and um, Andy Reid, Travis Kelsey, uh, I just think they're tough to beat. You know, so I'm gonna go with. I'm going to go with, yeah, I'm going to go with Pat Mahomes and the Chiefs. I'm going to go, what did I say, 34-27? Is that what I said? Um, yeah, that's what you said. Yeah. And then I, then I gave my prediction on, again, I'm tired of saying her name, but Taylor Swift, I think nine times. So, there you go. That's what I got. We got Digger on the line. You know, he's a big Texas guy. You want to take him real quick? <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. You echoing real bad, but yeah, go ahead. Let's take Digger. All right. Yeah, let's... uh. Let's head to go to there. There he is. There you go. What's on? What's what's going on, Digger? Sorry, we got a bunch of technical stuff going on all over the place. Let me go ahead and end the stream. That'll make it easier. Um, All right. There you go. You know how many cameras are going to be in that stadium? Yeah, a bunch of them. Too many. A hundred and sixty-five cameras in that. It's going to be the most ever. Okay. Wait, is that an actual is that an actual number? Or are you just saying that? That is an actual that's, number. That's actual number, bro. How the hell are they, are they reporting that? That's crazy. <laughs> They're reporting that. Wow. Here's the kicker. Are you ready for this? Oh no. Yeah. Five of them are designated for Taylor Swift. 
kidding me? Wait, wait, are you serious right now? Are you kidding me? Fifteen, your high number is fifteen. I'm telling you, twenty-five times, and she'll have a cameo appearance at the end of the game. Oh no! Well, let me go ahead and write oh. you down. If I got to send, if we got to send Digger hundred dollars, man, I'm gonna be hurt, man. I you think know, Digger's, Digger's a rival, right. but I think Digger's. So right. I'm I'm hey, look, look, uh, I'll put your mind at ease. You don't have to send me the hundred dollars. Send it <laughs> no, to no, the Yay no. Alabama club. Holy <laughs> <laughs> oh, crap! <laughs> <laughs> poor mouth in the bad nil. I'll send the money to Yay Alabama real quick. Yes, sir. I can't believe y'all not picking the Chiefs. I'm in my home. Your daddy was right. I'm telling you. Yeah, this I'm guy knows angles that nobody else. No, hmm. I'm picking him. And look at that defense. Yeah. They do have a shutdown corner. Yeah, yeah. I like Sneed. And Sneed. They got, they got I think, I think the Kansas Digger, I think Kansas is going to win for the record. But I told you, because of Taylor Swift, and they're going to be – they're going to be showing her. Travis Kelce is going to be big in this game, and you know she's probably going to be at halftime with Usher. You know they bring the surprise guest singer on there. Don't you think it's going to be Taylor Swift? Oh, I don't know. I really don't. But listen, I'm telling you, I do know this. It's going to be the most watched Super Bowl, and it won't even be close. I was at a Mardi Gras parade. I said this earlier this morning at 8:30 with the wimp in Barry. Wow. Well, believe it or not, some of us have to work, okay? <laughs> but I was at a parade last night in New Thank Orleans you. on St. Charles, and I'm being dead serious. There was a pack of girls with Kansas City Chiefs jerseys on with red lipstick, all Taylor Swift wannabes, and there mm. was nothing on underneath. Oh, wow. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Wow. I'm telling you. They've taken over the NFL. I'm telling you. I'm saying what I'm saying. I'm telling you, it's going to be 175 million plus. I think you're right. I'm with you. Let me say this. We got to go. I'm picking Texas to win the SEC championship next year. I'm picking Texas. He's really stirring the pot today. I'll let you know on this. Four new head coaches and eight starting quarterbacks that's got to be broken in on that schedule. So, yeah, you might want to look at that. Mm. I'm taking them. All right, Digger, have a good one, man. Everything's bigger in Texas. That's what they say. All right, well, all right, thank you so much, man. Great job. You had me dancing the whole show. Two hours had me dance. My knees hurt now. For Christian Bell, I'm Corey Bell, the pastor of pain. For all of you, thank you. We bless you. We love you. We appreciate you. Have a great rest of your day. Enjoy the Tide 100 with my man, Ryan Fowler. Get in the game. I'm sure he'll keep it on and popping for the next full. Until then, until Monday, we'll see you. Have a great Super Bowl, everybody. We never